0: Hello, this is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast We Are All Psychic and we have a freaking fantastic guest today. His name is Tony. And Tony, would you like to say hello?
1: Hello. Hi, ladies. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: We are happy to have you. I think Misty has a very serious question to ask you now, Tony.
2: I do, Tony. Do you believe that we're all psychic? Oh,
1: my God. uh, Yes. Why is
2: that? Why do you believe this?
1: Well, the the word psychic, I've often said this to my own groups. I wonder whether eventually we'll find it rather more outdated in as much that we in this field, we often talk about psychic and mediumship and seership as separate things. And really, it's all about the oneness of our souls knowing so I do believe that we are incarnate, soul of beings lent to the world for a short amount of time. And I think if I were to read for a normal client and I knew their mother had the passed, it's because my soul would know that. But I also knew that they were going to find a new boyfriend or buy a dog or advance with their studies. My soul would know that. And so so I think really, most people all people in the world are soul beings incarnate but i think so many people are sleepwalking in the world too mm-hmm. and so that natural ability to feel things know things see things react to an inner knowing is often lost to them because they becomes they utterly immersed in their our own human selves so to answer your question yes i do think we are all psychic and i think lots of people are unable to respond to that because they are again one more time lost in their human's experience
2: i like where you put that well said but like that's too. lost in their
0: human experience yeah because yeah. 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 we all so have... are you know you really i've never asked anybody this on the podcast and you just make me want to ask it what do you think your soul is what do you think our souls are Because it's it's true. It is our souls doing this community and knowing. Well, what is our soul, do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I think we are. See, I'm going to say more things that maybe may not make so much more sense, but I think we are eternal light beings on a journey through many lifetimes. I think these lifetimes sometimes are upon the earth and sometimes in other worlds in the universe too. So I I not only think we're soul beings, I think we're actually light beings linked to the world. What does it look like? What does it feel like? I'm not so sure. But I think that the power in you and I, the power in everybody else manifests through our experience in the world. And when it's beautiful and when it's good and when we triumph and when we overcome, that's a testament to the light in us. I think these arms and legs and bodies that we have are temporary things. And I think the vehicle of the body is really important because it's our anchor to the earth. But I can no longer look at myself in the mirror and almost judge myself as me, because I just say, thank you body for holding me here a little longer.
0: I like that. it did make a big difference to be appreciative towards our bodies they will be more cooperative with us in so many ways um when i have allergy reactions i can sometimes use reiki work with reiki and and what i do is i'll tell my cells you know cell like i have a mast cell activation that happens sometimes and I just kind of tell them you know thank you for helping me and and not you know being aware that there may be a threat here but there isn't one and i'll tell them that And I don't know what mast cells are, but I'll imagine it. And I'll, you know, really connect with that energy. and I'll tell these cells, there is no threat, but thank you. You know, we'll be like, I'm mad at you for activating. I'll tell it, thank you for being so upfront and letting me know there could be one. And I'm telling you, there's not one. And usually they'll stop. It's very interesting how the body does react to what we want. We can heal our our bodies sometimes like that. And it takes a long time, I think, for some people to learn how to do that. It's a thing that a lot of people have taught us on the podcast. We've had a lot of people teach us that. It's been very cool. So what kind of... Um, yeah. I've, I've read in your biography that you've been on TV and you've uh, done a lot of demonstrations of mediumship listeners and watchers. I don't know. Really, we're not. know this is audio only. I'm sorry. It's audio only. And um, well, so tell us about you. Where, where, how did you grow up? Were you around this kind of metaphysical belief systems when you were younger or is this something you developed on your
1: own uh well I developed over a long period of time so I was just 16 years of age when I went along to my very first meeting um but I took to it like a duck to water I used to go every single week to this meeting place this little little community hall which was very near where I lived luckily enough and, and within uh, um, two years of development, I was then demonstrating mediumship in uh, halls. So I was a bit of a phenomenon because I was so very young. Um, oh, was, yeah. You know, yeah. So that,
0: again, how was sorry? that? Was that weird for you or was it comfortable? I mean, how did you feel about it?
1: Oh No, I, well, I, I remember being terrified quite a lot, really. But I think I was terrified of humans not of the spirit world or the psychic world at all but you know, it's a long time ago i saw i was just saying to my group this yesterday i've been in development for 39 years now and so i still very much feel i'm in development because i'm god willing learning all the time but i've been working um you know publicly for probably 36 of those years um you all go so fast which would be 37 of those years now and, uh, you know, yeah. I've, I've been very lucky. I've been everywhere, you know. I've been to the States many times. I went to Australia loads across Europe. You know, I've oh, traveled right. to, to one of places, taking groups to India and and, and Egypt. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm well known here in the UK. And this is my yeah. home, Yeah, you know, just outside of London, you know. So but I, I work every day, you know, readings, mentoring people, offering different classes on... Anything from shamanic mediumship to uh, platform presentation and a therapeutic That's mediumship.
0: Yeah. I have a question. Do you think we're all mediums? I do believe that everybody has, well, most people have, the capacity. I think everybody can, if they work on it. At least evidential mediumship, if not, you know, actively communicating with spirits. I think that people can be taught this or teach themselves personally. What do you think?
1: Um, but I, in the same way, are we all psychic? Are we all mediumistic? Well, on a soul level, I think certainly if we are all living soul beings, then of course we're going to be very aware of the other soul beings on that level. But when yeah. we're awake, working, doing the kids, looking after your parents, we may be very unaware of that other level of communication that goes on. But, you yeah. know, I've met a lot of people. Non mediumistically, a mediumistic rather, essentially, but they've had wonderful encounters. So I think the potential is sure we can all feel things, but you know, you've got to want to recognize the feelings as something phenomenal as opposed to putting it down to eating too much cheese. Because I think sometimes some people would feel spirit, know spirit, and they would never want to admit it because they're in their fear, you know, they're in their mm-hmm. logic. absolutely. but for those who are open it's it's such a fabulous path isn't it what else are we going to do with our lives other than to want to keep reaching out and and defying our human's limit limitations rather
0: i agree with you it is just gives like life so much more meaning and it i don't know maybe not everybody wants a meaning in their life or search just for a meaning but i love it I love trying to figure out the mysteries. It's not fun to just not have any mystery in life, to not have any depth to it other than what we see, taste, smell, hear, and see supposedly as, as the typical way of things being uh, to what our culture considers the typical way of being, you know, Western culture. And um, so, as, did, did you always speak with spirits all your life? Like, were you born that way? Or did you t- learn it as you got older?
1: I think I was very much born that way. My mum would say I was the weirdest child from time to time. In other ways, the most normal child, but I would definitely feel things, know things. I felt my grandfather passed, and I would see things in the corner of my eye for many years.
0: Did you know that uh, you were maybe different than other people because of that? That they weren't working the same way you were. That
1: that's an interesting question, but I don't know if I was different. But I think I learned to keep it quiet. Yeah. Because I knew of the responses that I had to get at times. So people would look yeah. at me strange. When, when I was still very young. So we, I was born in London and lived in London until I was about four. But, uh, and then we moved down into out of London into the neighboring county. But when I was in London, I remember being in my cot and it's such a strong memory of my mum putting me to bed and giving me a kiss. And then I would wait for my other mum who never existed. And then there's this image of a lady in white with golden hair that would come to say goodnight to me. And then I
0: encountered
1: her in a hypnosis session when I was 19. And I remember calling her mother, but she looked like this beautiful Grecian woman, but (sighs) a mother from another life, a soul mother. Yeah. I don't know. I told my mom think she felt quite jealous, but um, (laughs) yeah, but it was a (laughs) (laughs) wonderful. phenomenal thing but whether you know uh, other people have these feelings or if they maybe they have them but they've suppressed them or put them down as something like a make-believe or dream Um, i think ladies you'll recognize this but if you're born remembering and the world allows you to believe in that which you remember then i think that's the great blessing
0: that's a really good way to put it it is yeah you have a really good way of, of phrasing things that are in unexplainable, you know. I, I don't know if anyone's ever told you that, but you have a good way of putting things that is very accessible the most. I imagine that's why you're such a good teacher and you, you have so many students like that. What is your favorite part of your work?
1: Well, you know, it's very diverse at the moment, so I still have a third tour. So, I still you know stand on stage and present mev- evidential mediumship, but increasingly, I'm asked to talk at different events. so I like to talk, I like to demonstrate uh, I love to teach um so I've just finished a star beings program prior to speaking with yourself mm. um, that's really- I find that's utterly fascinating. I've had encounters with with other soul beings that you cannot say it, this yes, earth. yeah yeah, so I like
0: diversity, I think. Yeah.
2: Well, how did that go? Tell us about that. About that.
0: I I, I would love to hear about that. I'm starting to, uh, it's just in the past couple of years, I've had experiences with guides or alien. They tell they say extraterrestrial is what they prefer to be called, but um, they're just around. They don't do anything to say anything. They're just kind of around watching as far as I can tell, you know, Um, (laughs) tell us what you know, we got to fill us in.
1: Yeah, well, well, firstly, when I was a child, I think maybe I was eight and my sister must have been about 11, um, it was dark, it was in the winter, it was in the the, the nineteen um, late 1970s, early 80s, and um, we were walking home from the shops, my parents had sent us out to grab something, and it was cold, it was dark, and as we neared our home, there was a craft in the sky and um, all of the neighbours were out. It wasn't just children. Adults were out pointing up at the sky. I remember some lady being shocked and running inside, a little bit upset. But it was just like an enormous thing in the sky. Um, days later, um, the RAF, with the Royal Air Force, said it was a helium balloon. But it was not yeah. a helium balloon. That's huge. Yeah. We almost convinced it was something phenomenal. I can remember seeing that, but I don't remember going home. And that's a true story. My sister had the same experience. And so since then, I've always been utterly fascinating. But I'm also a trance medium. Oh, So I was given trance demonstration in um, one of the the big colleges here. And um, during the trance demonstration, um, usually um, a soul being called Zintar will come through and speak, give messages, sometimes transfigure. Um, But on this occasion, uh, another being who always just says his name is Star, uh, um, came through and he told the group assembled that he was a star being, but he wasn't dead. He was alive living on another in another world somewhere in the universe reaching out with his soul to influence the world now i that was recorded and i listened to that when i came out of the trance demonstration and it utterly flipped my understanding and my awareness of how this stuff works and that was a very powerful experience for me i know people may listen and think i'm you know i've lost the plot but you know it, it
2: no i don't
0: i don't no. mind
1: but it was my experience
0: tony people have been on this podcast almost all of them you know either in the podcast and i'm not usually but afterwards they will say they had experiences like we're talking about right now a lot of people are having them now especially more so you yeah.
2: know yeah i think, yeah.
1: So. I think the, world, the world seems to be nearing a point of crises, and i think the other yeah. worlds are recognized if something goes awry here it has a major effect upon the universe Yeah. And so I do believe these beings are real, and I don't feel they should be feared. And then people fixate on the 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 physical outer body of uh star beings, and that's not the important thing, it's the quality of their soul, these wonderful androgynous soul beings, light beings that have come to share with the earth. I think they're available to us now. Yes, and I think we can reach out to them in our minds, and I think they will we've just had an experience where we looked at healing. But we tried to attune our our minds and frequencies to that of star beings and then present the healing, much like a Reiki treatment, as you've mentioned. But it was off the chart. What was powerful? What did you
0: talk about? Do you remember anything in particular that you were just like, wow, that really reframes? Because you said it changed a lot of what you thought about things. Is there anything in particular that really reframed something for you?
1: I, I think mainly it was that, but he, the star has come through, uh, last week and I did a, a public trance demonstration online. And, uh, he spoke then about uh, his intention and others' intentions to heal us and that we might become light manifested whilst incarnate so we can make a huge difference to the world now. It's like, it's like we're all being encouraged to wake up. Yeah. That's what it feels like.
0: Yes.
2: Isn't this the yeah. year to do it?
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) and some people have called it like um not necessarily like a waking up but a remembering and so like you said in the beginning your soul knows beautiful i love
1: it i love it
0: i didn't say that bill said that and i was like that that sounds right i repeated it in another podcast but i I was just like she said this and that really hit me when she said that it's like a remembering you know absolutely absolutely yes (laughs) i was wondering so like uh, oh, you want to go ahead and ask some questions? Missy? Yeah, I'd love to hear gonna ask. Oh, I was just going to ask, Tony, would you like to give a demonstration on the podcast? Is that interesting to you at all? Would you like to try uh, that? Hmm.
1: I, I I would love to come back to do that. It's 11 okay. it's at night time here.
0: Oh, it's late. It's a date, just, man. We'll do it.
1: <laughs> in, in my comfy clothes. But if you'd like to invite <laughs> me back.
0: I'd I love would to love it. You are more than welcome to come back anytime misty's got a question I, I, we could pick your brain i'm just so curious but i'll i'll, I'll give the mic to you because you got i know you've got some so,
2: okay so how do you do, like if i wanted to start doing some mediumship myself how do you even start where, where do I, what do i do where do i go how do i even start no, a beginner you know, no one someone who doesn't understand yeah. it. Or, yeah yeah yeah
1: Well, normally we would take you through self awareness and spiritual development exercises. So, invariably, that concentrates on mediumship practice, which is to start with meditation. Yeah. I I was going to go there. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Learn to still the mind because what you're trying to do here is create like a blank canvas in your thoughts. So you're aware, but your human's mind becomes very still. And then it's about setting the intent to to allow um, loved ones that have walked this earth, that belong to those we sit with, to come manifest, to come blend with us. And I would hold you energetically. Asking you to still the mind, I'd place a person in front of you that has needs to communicate. And I would ask you to blend with yourself first, your higher self, blend with your recipient, set the intention that others may come. And then I would walk you through very gently, what are you feeling now? Do you feel the sense of... Um, Somebody who remembers being a lady or a man, older and younger. What is the sense of relationship? And we build very gently these building blocks that help you to identify who you feel and when we we get somewhere um and and we have some good information and maybe for instance you 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 feel a brother in his 40s for the man you blend with and if that's correct and true then we draw our hands to our heart and we learn to channel inspired feelings that really represent the message so the first part of identification Second part is the message. How do we feel? What do we feel? This same soul man wants to tell his living brother at this time. And that's how I would kind of stimulate the dormant mediumship that lies in those who are open enough to feel.
0: When you said blend, I've never heard anyone say blend with someone. That, That makes so much sense to me. I've never heard it put that way, to blend with someone's energy kind of blend with Misty, blend with me, you know, like like blending our energy together. But I just never heard anyone put it that way. Maybe it's because I'm in America. But um, I just love that. That is a really good term to use to explain what it's like, blending. It really is. Blending. Manifesting
2: is always – no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> I was just saying, really, the, the blending makes perfect sense because people who don't really understand mediumship will almost imagine we've got this telephone – head or something and voices <laughs> speaking on it in that ear. yeah but it's for me it's never been like that it's an overwhelming feeling that i'm becoming an older man with a gruff voice with a dog at his side driving a tractor and it makes sense because you, you know it's not you but sadly momentarily you feel Feel to say, I this is my truth. And then you're asking, Does it, did you recognize this man? Sometimes I'll say no. So we'll try again. And someone will say, Oh my God, that's my dad. And, yeah. and it, it, you know, it's never a hundred percent always correct. Right. But I have to, the more you work, the more I don't know proficient uh, we become of feeling, not, not just soul beings, but also important soul beings but there are such days i, I was saying to group again this week but, um i did a number of one-to-ones uh this week and last week already and last week I, I was on zoom and i spoke to a nice older couple maybe my parents age maybe in their 70s and i closed my eyes and i heard myself saying i have a young lady here she is your daughter and those readings i love most because when i hear myself say something without it sits in my brain and and of course they'd come for their daughter she'd just passed i knew she was 37 and Mm -hmm. she gathers comes close a memory of having an epileptic uh, fit and passing but listen it was a great reading but then again i could do another reading which i'm sure i've done possibly even yesterday where it feels so utterly uphill it's yeah. your grandmother, but I'm not really sure what to say about your grandmother, and and that that always amazes me because in a day you have the most wonderful communication, and in that same day it just feels so difficult and so woolly and so so hard to make a blend, and I think that really does. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: that makes so it's, much it's- sense to me, Tony. I have the same experience with mediumship. Sometimes yes. it can be within an hour. i would be like this is just a connection is here. They're loud and clear. I guess you could say, you know, yeah. um, I understand for me, it's more of a clairsentience clairvoyance. And I don't really hear, I just kind of know claircognizance. No. Like I just kind of know what they're trying to say, but they, I see them like they move. I don't know how, if you see them but in my mind's eye, I see them and they kind of move like they don't move fluidly like we do. You know, I don't know if that's your experience, but I don't, hear anything or even I, in my mind's ear i don't hear anything but i get the words or you know but you're right it does take your whole life of practicing it feels like it i love it there's nothing i don't love about it you know and there are days where I'm, I'm it'll not. be you know five minute reading i am connecting everything's great goes on 10 minutes 15 and then you know maybe in the next hour someone comes in uh, there's someone here i don't know who they are and i'm like well there's another person here is this them nope But then eventually somebody will usually come through and explain why these people aren't presenting themselves. For me, a lot of the times they are telling me not anymore, this is more when I was younger and learning more. They told me that the spirit who the client had come to speak with didn't really trust me. (laughs) They didn't know if I'd give them the the accurate information. So they weren't too sure about communicating with me because they thought I might give the wrong information to my client. So I have been like an uncle instead of the mother might come through with that or something
1: um yeah, has that ever uh, happened uh, to you before well i'm sure a hundred times yeah but what you yeah. described is right this idea of seeing and feeling simultaneously i think is how the majority of mediums work yes so it's that an overwhelming feeling that the brain pictures so, this idea of clairvoyance, I sometimes struggle to wonder whether, in fact, it actually is clairvoyance sometimes, or is my brain picturing an overwhelming feeling? And i'm I'm okay with that. I think the language of the soul is multifaceted. yeah, and uh, it, it comes mainly as a feeling, but sometimes you can taste feeling, smell that feeling, feel that feeling, yes. hear that feeling um so that's interesting and you know as we've already su- suggested or discussed sometimes that overwhelming knowingness is is vague and 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 on uh, arm's length and other times it's like a breeze in your face and it's so easy to detect Yes. <laughs> what is like
0: for me um when i was younger it was I might get into a panic if I'm offering a reading to someone, especially if I were accepting money or gifts or something for it. And I couldn't, I didn't feel like I was connecting. I'd be really hard on myself. So like for a lot of people, I think who are starting into mediumship, they are getting their connection built. They're pretty getting to a point to where they maybe want to give professional readings or maybe strangers readings and maybe they've done them for their friends. For a while and they feel confident but they still have that fear there what if what if what if i get it wrong it doesn't matter i mean it's not a bad thing if you get it wrong most people are not going to be angry you know in my opinion my, my experience i'm sorry but like a lot of newer younger people i or even people our age who are we're your age um gen gen x um trying to access this and I'm, and to see what i see is people are already doing it usually and they're just realizing it and they're trying to figure out how they're doing it Um, and just pointing that out helps a lot, but they still don't really understand that that's something other people aren't necessarily doing, you know, it's their experience. Um, so like, I like to try to, when I'm teaching people about mediumship, like how they can do it, I try to really encourage them to let themselves not that for me, because for me, that stage fright kind of thing, like, what if I just hurt, mess up everything? What if I make them cry about the wrong thing? What if I, you know, the, the, what ifs of a medium, so many of us, especially I was like this. So when I am teaching people mediumship, I try to, you know, it's okay if you mess up. You know, it's okay. The, most of the time, your clients it, are. anyone going to a medium usually is not a skeptic, right? In my experience, I think, I think and right. they 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 understand the process, and they understand that sometimes the spirits can, and sometimes the medium's not ready, or something. There can be issue there. And they're very understanding you know in my situation like if i'm doing a paid reading and, and something doesn't happen they i won't charge anybody you know so um but i'd love that you have a really philosophical mind i have like i feel that in the way you speak and you always you seem to think very like you like your thinking is articulate is what it sounds like um what would gonna- you
1: about these things, that's why I think. It's What's the philosophy?
0: That, yeah, you love it. I can tell. I think you do. Anyway, I feel like you really love the philosophies behind the experiences. You've been doing it so long; it must be. Have you written any any anything about the philosophies? I'm curious. Well, no, it seem- I've written
1: it on four books. Um, over yes, right, you have. What yeah. are your books called? Uh, well, the first one was called Spirited, and then I wrote a book called Embracing Eternity. And then i wrote another book called psychic case files that was the work that i was doing with uh, psychic detection and then uh walking with angels after that yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah i I, do a lot of work on that level that's
0: great
2: that really fascinates me i'm getting Um, a (laughs) book yeah that and and the angels because i love working with my angels that's that's my thing um how, when did you start working with your angels? Have you always worked with them?
1: I've always been aware of um, highly evolved souls, beings, beyond our, you know, granny in the spirit world, etc. Um, And I've been a very aware. But my, my angels are non-biblical, you know, they're, they're non-religious. Right. They're,
2: they're right. Mine are too. Yes.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. And I, think no, this I totally is, agree. You know, The spiritual world for the newcomer is so utterly confusing i think so i desperately tried to keep it as regular and as ordinary as possible but there is Mm so much so many wonderful dimensions to the work and it becomes such a life investigating what next how do i get there how do i communicate how do i you know make 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 this real for other people it, but yeah. in a way that you don't feel the pressure you already said this of course but you have everything we give we share we're just sharing our feelings sharing the knowing that's in the hope that people will be gentle enough to accept our information at times
2: i love yeah. that yeah. so on the detective work that you did um i mean how fun was that i mean i'm not going to say fun i'm going to say how interesting was that i I mean you know to be able to help solve cases has got to be something that you feel gosh complete about after you do it and and you figure out what's going on right yeah
1: yeah and 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 the thing with with detection some cases that live with me you know i've been working on
0: that's what i'd be worried about yeah Mm
1: yeah and i don't constantly think about them but you know weekly i may review my mind and see what what's coming what's new because that's the thing i think a lot of detective cases we already know the answer on a heart level but then we're waiting for that to be stimulated so we can know that same thing on a human level and sometimes that- weeks months or years for that awareness to bubble up into our consciousness right and so you know, i've got cases that i've been working on for 20 something years huh. i've had cases i've worked with on just an afternoon and i'm able to present my findings really fast really quickly and other cases are so tangly and multifaceted that it just takes a long time for the awareness to come close Well,
0: very you know, energy. I- block their infer like the the bad guys say they're they have energy work too they can block their energy signatures if you want to call it that yeah
1: yeah. do you know what i I mean i do understand entirely and the cases we invariably work on are the complicated ones because they've not been solved by regular means they they stay code because so much of the, the 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 detail around that case is is so perplexing and then we're invited in we so we don't get necessarily the easy cases we get the the most difficult cases to work yes, with
2: because they can't solve yeah. them yeah yes. yeah I, they're I like, view... oh, sorry, it's kind of like
0: say... they talked about it as being like a last resort in some in the, in some cases and then they start bringing the like, psych after they have learned that they can get help from a reader a psychic or a medium then they will not think of it as a last last case resort you know our last resort to go to a psychic but they after they do it and it works they're, that's not the last resort they'll be like well I'm gonna call them if I'm stuck you know <laughs> like nah, now no, instead no, of I- me, right yeah I've never done any work like that because of what you just said that stuff staying with me I don't I think it would yeah I don't know if I could just let it go you know yeah
2: I couldn't yeah. there's no way you, you, it takes a special kind of person and you've got yeah. that talent yeah because yeah. I don't
1: yeah but I- Also, something you do, you do you, but you balance it. So I might do a case for detection, and I might do another demonstration. I might do four readings, teach a class, another detection. Mm -hmm. So you're not constantly doing the same thing, so you can keep your yourself lighter than Mm -hmm. than if you were just utterly immersed detective case after detective case. I think that would make it feel very hard.
2: Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. No doubt. Well, good for you. I'm glad that you you have you have, you know, used your talents to do that. That that's that's awesome. Good for you. That that's a good thing to do. It is.
0: It sounds like you help a lot of people in all kinds of ways and and well, I mean, in the letter um when when we were arranging the podcast, the my favorite part that I read about you was that you are very invested in helping people learn these skills. And that's what this podcast is like, that's what we do here, you know, it's like, we want people to really realize they can and try if they aren't. And people who like this stuff, they, you know, we have, we have we've had a lot of guests. We've uh, probably had over 200 guests and uh, we learn something from every single one, just like we're learning from you. And everybody who yes. listens says to too. So, I mean, I, I think it's just great that there's so many people now, cause all the people who come on the podcast say yes, but you know, yes, but yes, we're all psychic. Most of them say, but, we're not awake or we're not in tune or we're not turning the dial some people no. use the dial you know uh metaphor um you, you aren't tuned into the right frequency they'll say and then, and you're right there are so many facets to it that it's just incredible we could explore it forever and tony i would love to invite you back anytime and uh come back and explore some met- like more of the philosophies with us i would love that because i could i can tell we could Go pretty deep if we wanted to. Um, and speaking of deep, <laughs> uh, where can the listeners find you so that they can get deep with you?
1: <laughs> uh, just just yep. my name, tony dot com. TonyStockwell dot com.
0: And uh, listeners, I'll put his information in the description of the podcast, and you can find him. And and uh, wow, I, his energy, your energy is just very calm, and it's just yes, deep. it is, he's isn't pushed it? Out. Yeah, not pushed out, yeah, it's not pushed out at us. Like very calm huh? very gentle but when i feel it, it's like this light heart like really light heart and a really light feeling all through here for me tony it just feels your energy feels good to me um but it feels like you don't like to push it out on people like, like, they can come sample it <laughs> but you know you're not projecting out anything to change anybody's moods is yes. what it feels like you're very careful about that I like that it's hard to do well, I appreciate- <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, you 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 do it long enough, and you just realize, just take it easy. People have got to be (laughs) free to make their own minds up.
0: Yes, yes. A lot of people don't feel like they can. They are free to make up their own minds. I I used to feel that way about a lot of things, but you know, the more I, it it is spiritual spiritual exploration to say to myself, I, you know, I have more power over my life than I my excuses allow me. You know, (laughs) if you can put it that way. at this point, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And um, and Tony, just to wrap this up, you must come back. We will haunt you. If we die, we will <laughs> spam. You know, just kidding. Um, but if you had any advice to give to the listeners about... Um, about their soul, like how to to feel their soul, how to really know that they are a soul in there and and they are a soul ultimately, to feel that soul. Do you have any advice?
1: Sure, I do. I think daily, make it part of your ritual to give yourself 10 minutes just to be still, setting the intention your own power will rise, taking precedent over your human self, breathe, gaze out on something easy that that doesn't stimulate and you'll start to feel a power rising within you and that that's transformative life never is the same again when you become manifest in the world and you do it very simply 10 minutes a day allowing your higher self to rise that's
0: beautiful i do love it i love it tony thank you so much for coming on and i really really hope you'll come back and talk some more maybe do some demonstrations and stuff and uh Missy, you have any last questions or anything like uh, this
2: i love the way you use the word manifest it's awesome i yeah. love it too i, I love like it. The, bl-
0: the blending uh, yes
2: uh, manifest is just my that's that's my thing i love it
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah you're welcome back anytime and i guess thank you misty thank you tony
2: thank you lisa thank you listeners Thank you, listeners. We love you yep. so much. Yes, we As
0: always, I'm here blowing kisses to England, yes, to Hartle. No. to all the listeners. Kisses being blown. Psychic kisses, because we're oh. all sick. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and have a great time wherever you may be. Peace out.
1: Bye. Bye.